Broadcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana. USA. You're listening to Forgotten Favorites. Forgotten Favorites. On the Worldwide Legend. This is Pam Stevens inviting you to join us each week for the Legend Country Club as we bring you three hours of classic country music. Join us this week as we go back to 1975. To the Legend Country Club, Friday from 6 to 9 p.m., right here on the home of forgotten favorites, the Worldwide Legend. Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's the Tim Oney Show for two big hours right here on The Legend. Tim will let you know how you can request your favorite song. And during the second hour, Radio Tim counts down the top ten songs from this week in 1964. Don't miss it. The Tim Oney Show, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on The Worldwide Legend. It's Coffee Club time. for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, 
Well, a very good Wednesday morning from a very rainy Indianapolis, Indiana. But we've been promised good weather's on the way. But they said that last week and the week before. So until it happens, we will believe them soon. want to say good morning to all the crew. We've got our usual suspects here, but we've got a few new people. So uh, we'll start with Dave and Chris in Altoona. And they've got some big company and a big event they're going to to tell you about that that, that they've got going yeah, over the we, next we five have days. the reunion this um weekend for some of the people dave went to school with we normally do it memorial i mean labor day weekend but due to circumstances uh, hap's wife still comes and uh because dave and hap were really close in school and priscilla still comes and their son joey is getting married Hap and priscilla's son joey's getting married labor day weekend so we moved it to memorial day to accommodate her or at least the saturday before and it looks like it's going to be warm with a pretty good chance of thunderstorms later in the afternoon we're going to try to eat out on the front deck about one o'clock then if we have to move everybody inside that'll be easy the weather here is 44 this morning and warming up into the 70s and severe storms tomorrow afternoon. So we have people coming in tonight, so they'll get here before the storms. So that's good. And so how many people do you expect total? Oh, I don't know. We'll probably have about a dozen. About a dozen people. And you got people coming from Washington, D.C. or Virginia. Yeah, Virginia and some here in Pennsylvania and just all over and we're gonna order Popeye's chicken and we're gonna make all the sides and desserts so keeping it simple and one of your guests you're accommodating because she's what what is that right word for that has trouble with she has to be gluten-free and so I've been doing a lot of uh, looking up of gluten-free on the web the only thing I really can't accommodate her with is Popeye's chicken because of the batter, so we're going to make her some barbecue chicken in the slow cooker. Well, there you go. There you go, and we'll be hearing more about that new slow cooker in the last hour of the show today. Let's. That's right, and it's in use right now. It's making a big pot of soup. A big pot of soup that you're going to have today. Boy, that sounds good, 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 good. Tim in Minnesota, how are you doing today? Well, pretty good. We've uh, got, well, a rainy day today and early tomorrow, but then it's supposed to get really nice by Friday and uh, all weekend. Mid-70s and sunny, that's what they're saying. So I'm really happy about that for nice memorial day weekend last year we had highs in the mid 90s <laughs> well let's go to our our friend in albany new york and oh. he's just been a busy boy the last week or two it's almost two weeks i've been so busy and we'll talk about this i don't know what we'll talk about it now but my my fight with uh, the cell companies spectrum and verizon not really verizon but spectrum and getting everything all straightened out they put my phone number in, in, a, in the wrong person's account. They still charge my credit card, which is what they were supposed to do. That wasn't a problem. But they couldn't figure out how to unlink the account from my phone number from the wrong account. And they, I had to buy a new phone. Well, I had to buy a new phone, and they're reimbursing me for the phone. So that that's okay. I got an iPhone 8. I didn't want I didn't want the 10. 
that was just my choice because I want to wait till they come out with the phones that do 5G. So that's what I figured I'd wait a while and maybe I'll get a 5G phone when it really gets popular, maybe about two years from now. Everything is good here in Albany. What more can I say? High of 70 degrees today. It's 51 degrees already. I'm not complaining, but I, I, I would prefer the warm weather. Like where you were talking about the 70s, Tim, I want the 90-degree weather. That's that's really for me. I can't, I, I'd like it nice and warm. Uh, I can tell you from experience, the 8 is a pretty nice phone. I like it. I, I like it. It's, it's doing okay. Everything backed up okay with the Apple product. Everything's all, it looks just like my 7, and I'm not really complaining. It, and, it, and I didn't even have to buy a new case. The case and the screen protector from the 7 works on the 8. That's exactly the same size, so I'm really not complaining at all. Good stuff. Um... Let's see. Let me uh, swing my antenna around, and I pick up somebody downstairs. Are you in the office, Jenny, or are you in the front room? I'm in the office. You're in the office. And so how are you doing this morning? Pretty well. Ready for 84 degrees. If If it really happens, we'll see. You're ready for it. You got electric bills to do down there in the office? Not yet. Not yet? Huh. So you're you're going to tell us a little bit about something that you've ran across this week. And what's it called? It's called the Echo Egg. Echo like in those Echo devices? Echo like in that Amazon thing, egg. But it's written all as one word. Okay, so what is an echo egg, pray tell? It is an economical, supposedly, way to do laundry. And you get two of these plastic eggs, and you put these beads in it. You have a different kind of beads for, oh, if you want to do whites and brighten your clothes, and you have another set for other, your normal loads. And you can get it in so that it will either do 720 loads, 240, or I believe the small one was 54. Now, is this available at a store? Do you have to go online to get it? You have to order them online right now. They're not in the stores yet, but the product testers that tested this, where I saw the article, they said that it... It's rated to do supposedly 72 loads if you have the big one before you have to put new beads in it. And where do you get the beads? You get it from the company when you order it. They come with the beads the first time you order the product. And it's a little egg, I guess they say it looks like a plastic egg that you put on top of the clothes in the laundry. And you can use them in top loaders or front loaders. And the one family that was using liquid detergent and doing seven or eight loads of laundry a week, they said if they continued to use the product, it would save them close to $50 a year. Hey, $50 is $50 is $50, right? Do enough of those little things, it it adds up. Um, Do they expect this... Uh, product to be in grocery stores, or are they going to do the internet only? What's the deal? I think right now it's internet only, but I bet if it catches on that they will go to to the stores, because it's still pretty new. 
You know, we haven't given you a lot of time lately. I don't know why you've been pushed down to the list, but you're also getting involved in something else I heard you talking about. It's, um, now what's that stuff called again? Where you watch Melaleuca? The... Is that what you're talking about? Melaleuca. What? It's a, it's a company that you you shop. You can say like 20 to 50% on different items and you... You can become a member of it, and everything from the, all of their products are non-toxic, so they don't have the phosphates and things in them that are harmful to the environment or to your that animals. Help. They use natural things in their products. That help you clean, and how are you got? Everything what? from cleaning to shower gels to minerals, vitamins. I've been taking their one-a-day vitamin for us old folks, and I think it helps. Oh. So you've been doing that, and to able to offset some of the cost, you go online and watch some of the videos, right? Right. You can earn earn points on your, that you can, for free product on what you buy as part of their overtime, and for the first... Five months when you sign up, you can watch these little videos, and you can earn a hundred points a month just watching these little fifteen-second, twenty-second so videos. You can about buy everything things. from coffee pods to just about anything, any cleaner for the house, or any any type of almost anything. They have thousands of products. True. Oh yeah, they've got all kinds of things. So. And you you buy them at a pretty substantial discount? You buy them at a pretty substantial discount, and you earn points for each thing that you buy in order to keep your membership, membership active. You have to spend about 35 points a month, which is close to $50, give or take a few. But you get wow. a lot But that's of not hard to do because, you know, by the time you buy things that you normally need in a month like coffee toothpaste soap laundry detergent all that stuff adds up how friendly is their website is it usable for screen reading software my uh, jennifer it's pretty easy to use for the most part there's one little part that i had trouble with can add extra items that are on that are their values when you get to the checkout but it's really for the most part, the descriptions, and it's easy to add it to your cart. And, and the videos were you were very accessible, and they ask you, like, three little questions at the end of each one that you answer, and that was all in text, so it was easy to do. So that makes it very, very good and interesting. So, so far, and we'll, we'll check back with you in a month or two to see how this... Your Melaleuca journey is going, and if it's something that you're going to recommend for other people, you know, once you start using some of the cleaners and some of the things that, you know, they've actually got for you. So I would think just the fact that you can get some cleaners that are non-toxic and good for the environment and and good might be a good thing. I don't know. We'll see. Well, and they're concentrated, so, you know, they last longer. Very, very good. Let's see. Uh, the last week... 
And Bill just raised his hand. Okay, go ahead, Bill. Spell. Okay. Go ahead, Bill. Spell, spell the product. How do you, what's the website spell it? How you saying Melaleuca? Is that M-E-L-U-K-A or what? M-E-L-A-L-E-U-C-A. Okay. All righty. Because the way it pronounces, it doesn't sound like the way it's spelled. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just happened to think of it because she mentioned the very beginning and it was kind of blurred over when she said it. But then uh, later on, you never gave the spelling of the word. So people go forever looking for it, probably. Well, no, you go to Google and type it in. You'll find it. Okay. And they've been around a while. I've heard of them before, Jennifer, but I've, I've never used them. But I know that they've been around for a while. So Yeah, they've, they've been around for a, a long time. Um, let's see. The last few weeks I've been knee-deep in planning for an upcoming alumni convention, and that's been taking a lot of my time, and I've been keeping busy with that and just kind of keeping our kitchen and things rolling here and uh, doing some testing on the legend for upcoming changes and that kind of stuff. So that's been keeping me busy. But I had an experience, and if you guys have ever experienced this, I um, ordered from Instacart yesterday, and I went online, did my ordering, and it involved two different stores. And it involved two different stores. And that was cool. But I got a few things that I didn't want, and one of them was I wanted a turkey breast, and they came with ground turkey. Ground turkey. I don't even like turkey that well. And I thought, well... It's something Jackie wanted to make was a turkey, and then forget this nonsense. Um, but more importantly, and I don't know how you guys would deal with this, the driver just came in and stood there. I didn't know what he was doing. He was just standing in the kitchen. I said, sir, is there a problem? He goes, yes, there's a problem. And I go, what's your problem? And he goes, it was too far to come to your house. I said, well... I'm sorry about that, but, you know, when I typed in Costco, it came up and they're one of the stores that serve us. Well, I think it's too far and I had to go from Beach Grove to to the store and back here and I don't like it. I said, well, you probably need to talk to them about it. And he slammed his stuff down and went out and never told me where he put the stuff. But we figured it out. But... Outside of giving him a bad rating and giving feedback, how would you have handled a situation like that? Bill, it seems to me that's all you can do. Uh, unless you want to write a separate letter to Instacart, I don't think there's, any, there's much more that you can do. Chances Actually, are, you could call Instacart. That's what I think I would have done is just call them. Yeah, you could do that. How can you call them? I didn't know they had a number. Oh, yeah, I've got the number. Oh, well, you want to give it out, Chris? If you have it handy, um, I don't have it handy. I can get it, but I don't have it down here. Okay, but it, but that's something I could have given them a call and said, "Hey, now look, it's one thing if your driver doesn't like it, he needs to communicate that to you, and if you don't want us on." you know, that particular store in this area, then you probably need to take it out. And other than that, I don't know what else I could have done. Well, I wouldn't have even given him a tip after all that crap, but that's just me. But I don't, see, the you know, problem I don't, I don't was, think it's warranted. The problem is Instant Card takes out your tip before you get done, if I'm correct. 
Uh, you can change it. You can uh, you can change it after the fact as well. You they you can actually they recommend they take out three percent, but you can change that. Oh, then we then we we can deal with that. But that's one of the first bad experiences I've really ever had. You know, you know the hundreds of things we get. Something will get changed, or you know something will happen, but. This idea of, you know, complaining that much. And I couldn't figure out, you know, you never know. Maybe I should should probably change my policy and not even let them in the kitchen. I don't know. But it was raining real hard. And so we didn't know what else to do. And the other thing that they should have done also, he made one other mistake. You said you got the ground turkey. Well, if you ordered turkey breast, he should have sent you a message saying that they didn't have the turkey breast and and, and they want and 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 they they they're supposed to let you know that we've substituted ground turkey. Do you want this replacement? Um, they're supposed to let you know that in a text message. He didn't do that either, and that's another mistake he made. That's not right. your fault. And ground turkey, because we have no use for ground turkey. I Bill, we got we got Bill with one more question. I okay, think, Bill. Bill in Chicago. You want me to get him on? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Bill. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, Jeff brought the thing up at the end there. When you order your stuff like that and they bring you the wrong product, do you have the right to send it back? Because sometimes there's a difference in price. It could be it could be a dollar a pound for the turkey breast and $2 for the ground beef or the ground turkey. Well... I'm just saying, for uh, yeah. example, I mean, you pay for something you really don't want. Can they? Can you send it back to them, or how do they work that out? Well, I don't. Normally, a driver will tell you where he's put stuff. This guy just set stuff down, and we had to go. No, no, look. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You wanted turkey breast, but they sent you ground turkey. Right. No. Well, there's a difference in price between turkey breast and ground turkey. Well, he's already gone though, so you can't argue that fact because they don't. They drop it and run. You oh, have to. Are, really- yeah, but I would. I would complain. I complain to Costco or whoever it is, or. Instacart, I'd complain that they brought oh. the wrong product. I didn't yeah. let you know because, you know, unless unless we complain about this stuff, people just get away with it. Yeah, but Chris I mean, has a point because I think oh, if you listen oh, to that, go ahead, Chris. Okay, but now remember, in there, and you have to kind of look at it, and it's kind of a pain, but I've gotten to where I do look at it, and there is a place... It should say, now it doesn't always, but it should say, your store may be running low on the following items, and it'll show you one turkey, and then you go to, it'll say, substitute with best match, and it'll show you what that is, and then if you tap on other options, there is a place that you can choose, or you can actually say, do not substitute. Right, yeah. but in this yeah. particular if you, if you case, click on the item. If you double tap on the item that that's that's in the cart, like that that like the turkey breast, as you as you as you scroll through the options there, it it will also give you the replacement options. And a lot of times, for example, I like to buy those chicken leg quarters, and I and if they don't have them, I, I always say do not replace. Okay, and, and they right. won't that's replace. what I do. And, but once you've done that once, you don't have to do it again if, if they don't have the chicken leg quarters because right, that's, that's permanently in your rest. profile. But right. one thing I've I've noticed or we've had is uh, we have gotten a few refunds from Instacart and they are very good about doing it. Yeah, I think right. I agree. But what I'm trying to say that nobody 
wisely, is that that was not an option. They did not give the low stock option. There was nothing said, nothing indicated at all. And that that happens. Right. And it sounds to me like you had a shopper that wasn't very observant or something. But the phone number to Instant Cart is 888-246-7822. Wait a minute. Okay. Eight 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 two four six seven eight two two. Got it. Because I've had to call them before. Yeah, and they're very nice. Because I had a, you know, a, a few weeks ago. I think I talked about it on the call. Again. I had a driver who took my order and just decided I don't want to do this job anymore and just left. <laughs> and I, I had to get a new driver and I had to do and I had to, but I didn't have to do the whole order over again. Instacart was upset because they couldn't get in touch with the driver, but but uh, they did get my order to me. But it was it really was a, not right. scary, but it was a little disconcerting because I had things to do, and unfortunately I, I couldn't get it. I you know I, that changed my whole delivery time, and I said you know but I'm paying for deliveries for one hour delivery. I'm paying, so they gave me a, a break on my next order. They gave me like a ten or twenty dollar break on my next order. So I really couldn't complain that much. So, they tried to make it good as best as they could. Right. So yeah. but now I think we're just going to tell them you know when i when i call them but see the the way they threw things around he had things on one side of the room one side of the, and the other and it was hard to find and i didn't even know what the package was so jackie when i stepped out to go get something she called be my eyes and they told her oh this is ground turkey and we never even, I didn't even see ground turkey on the list. So now, after the show, after I get things posted and done, then we will call Instacart and this will get made right. But that, that's just one of the things. It's one of the other things I want to talk about before we get into our main topic. I had a friend who was coming down to, and Somehow, her Victor stream got left behind, but she's been having trouble with it. It's not been charging, or it wouldn't work when she plugged it in, or it was intermittent, or whatever the case may be. And Dave, you want to pick up that story and tell me what you do to your Victor streams when they kind of get that way? Yeah, one of the things that you can try, and and I found this to work in a lot of cases, many cases is if you have trouble when the uh, Victor won't charge or if it's acting really screwy, if you take the battery out of the Victor stream, and it it doesn't matter which one it is, whether it's the Trek or whether it's the second generation, whatever, uh, you take the battery out, and where the battery was, you put your fingers inside, and over on the end with your fingers on the inside towards the uh, end where you where you would plug your charger in so you know about where to look and there are some little tiny prongs that stick up right there that, those are the prongs that make connection with your battery and if you take like a little brush and very carefully clean those prongs before you put the battery back in and then if you look on the on the back of the battery, um, you can see two little metal uh, contacts where they make connection with those prongs that are inside the you know where you where you had the battery out. 
and you clean those off and nine times out of ten that'll take care of your problem how often do you have to do that dave well, I never. We didn't have to do it very often, but just if you have trouble, really. If, if you, you don't want to do that unless you have, start having some trouble. Because those prongs are tiny and they're pretty. They're, I guess, kind of fragile. fragile. Would you say? Well, a little. You know, you wouldn't want to jerk at them or anything. You just want to take a real fine brush, real soft, and and brush those prongs off, and then put your battery back in. The only thing you might have to do is reset the time on the on the victor when when you're done so but at least at least it works and you know me and hers excuse me started working again hey dave i got a message from jr hoteling junior hoteling he just said to me on in my in text that uh he thought a pencil embracer might work for that that's what he said he does with his a pencil? yeah you could use that <clears throat> As long as it doesn't have any thing on the eraser, you know what I mean? Like it might be some residue or something. Or you don't. Pencil the last thing you want to do is put add more to it. On. But, but uh, I mean, it could work. I've, I've never thought about that. But at least we can get the girls' Victor stream back up and, and running because if you send it in, it's going to cost you quite a bit of money to get that fixed and that's the least of your problems that you want to do um let's see we've got nancy who's been holding and we haven't had nancy on the panel in a long long time you want to unmute her someone she's she's here go ahead nancy say good morning or whatever well we thought she was there Try it now, Nancy. No, I'm here. There we go. Oh, go ahead. I, yeah, good morning. I, um, yeah, I'm interested in Bill's topic today, so and I'm hoping I can contribute to it. So all right. that's and, why I'm here. All right. We're going to introduce... Oh, Douglas may want to say something, and then we'll get to your topic, Nancy, okay? We'll get to your topic in just a second, Nancy. Douglas, did you have something to say? Is... Doug muted, Jeff. I'm fine. I'm looking for him right now. Why am I not seeing him on my list here? Oh, go ahead, Doug. Can you hear us? Sorry He's about not, that. You're not muted. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we got you, Doug. Okay. Hey, um, I, I, I called in as fast as I could. Do I still have time to say something about that? Yes, um, yes, Victor yes. Stream issue? Yes. Okay, um, the Victor Stream uses those micro USB plugs, and they have those those little bumps that uh, connect the device to the um, you know the USB cable itself. You know what I mean, right? Um, I found that when I use a reversible micro USB cable, that I don't ever have problems with my Victor Stream not connecting. Ah, so yeah, we we talked about that one time on the coffee club here for that universal cable because it yeah. doesn't matter which way you put it in, it works exactly. And there's no bumps on it, so it doesn't bend or anything. Where, where can you buy those at, Doug? Besides Harbor, Amazon, Amazon, they have those. Yes, they do. Oh, okay. 
It's always Amazon at these. They have everything. <laughs> I think so, Jeff. Hey, they have everything. Hey, Doug, you want some ground turkey? No, thanks. I'll pass on that. (laughs) My experience with uh, Instacart yesterday was the exact opposite of yours. Our shopper went above and beyond. She was so good. Well, and that's usually the case. And I don't mean to come down on Instacart, but I need to tell the truth, too. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, hey, if you don't like a route, then then maybe... And the problem get with another Instacart job. Is, <laughs> right. And the other problem with Instacart is, you know, you don't know who your shop is going to be. Although I've had the same shopper a few times in, in my experience with them. That doesn't mean you, that's going to always happen. But, you know, that can happen. So. Very, very true. Anything else, Doug? No, I, I just wanted to mention that my, um, the USB thing with the charger. Um, and that might make the difference and it might make it work again make it work again. Thank you so much and I'll tell her what Bill, to do. we got a, a question Julie. from uh, Julie McCullough has her hand raised wants yeah. to talk. Go ahead, Julie. Yeah, Bill, you might want to make a meatloaf and you would, might not even know that that's ground turkey in it. That, that might be an idea, Julie. It'd be the only way and you may have to subdue me before I eat that meal. Um, I don't like that feathery smell that that turkey has maybe it's psychological um well maybe if you put enough stuff in it um maybe it would yeah i I, I think as chris said you've got to season it with you can season it with paprika and garlic and all that kinds of stuff and it might back i i've actually had ground turkey in it uh, uh, i used to with hamburgers you can make turkey burgers with it and it's not that bad it really isn't if you, if you season it up right yeah, and I think you have to put a little oil with it or something to it when you cook it for hamburgers. I don't know. I've got, I haven't, I haven't used it, and we haven't tried it in a meatloaf. But I would think there, you might be able to disguise it pretty good. Um, or if you're open to using another kind of meat with it, I can, I can send you, I can send you a meatloaf that you might that it might work with. Oh, do that if you would, please. I'd appreciate that. I tried to email you a couple of weeks ago, and I, apparently I put .com instead of .org. Yeah, .org will, but .com won't do it, unfortunately. Okay, all right. So I will try to send you something else then. Thank you, Julie. All right. Sure. And stay with us if you can. Um, Nancy, we're going to talk to you about a topic. Um, I, I had a caller yesterday who rightfully so and was visibly upset on the loss of his pet you know they had to put their dog down and i got to thinking you know we we've been helping take care of a dog here and you know i've been a cat person all my life so i'm probably a cat person but still an animal lover is an animal lover and maybe I'm underestimating this. Maybe I don't understand it. Can these pets become a part of your life? And is it a hard thing to put a pet down after you've had it for 15 or 20 years? Can you tell us a little actually, bit about um, Yeah, um, well, actually, I'm, I'm a cat person, too. But I had a seeing eye dog for 10 years. And she came from seeing eye. Um, and it was extremely hard to put her down, and I had to because she had cancer and she could no longer bark. And it happened fast. And the thing was, um, 
that made things even worse when I, I had a husband pass from cancer the year before she did, and then a brother-in-law passed from cancer two weeks before the dog did. And um, the dog, when she was in harness, she was a worker. But when she was out of harness, she was a pet. And, yes, I became very attached to her. My husband was attached to her. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't have children, so she was a, a, a big part of our family. And it was devastating to put her down. And in all honesty, I could never get another dog after that. I, I met with people from Seeing Eye. I even did the Juno walks and other things with, and I just couldn't get another dog. I couldn't. And with my cat, I had the cat for 17 years. She was, she only, um, the largest she got was six pounds. And it was devastating to lose her too. It was extremely hard. And toward the end, what we had to do was put, um, oh, I'm, I'm hearing myself. I don't know. Oh, don't worry about it. Just uh, keep don't going, Nancy. Don't worry about it. Keep on going. There's someone okay. with a um, problem. It was devastating because um, we had to inject her with something like a saline solution because she was having difficulties keeping food in. I will never do that again with a cat. I won't. She went through so much suffering her last couple months of life, and I was feeding her with um, a tiny little um, a baby spoon in order to, to try to keep food in her. I was giving her baby food, and it was just so much for her to have to deal with. And finally, I just, I can't do this any longer. Did you replace uh, oh. the cat with another animal after that, Nancy? You know, yeah, I did. Um, well, actually, there were two other cats living in the house by that time. Um, but I was never as close to those cats as I was to Muffin. Never. I, it just didn't happen. But with a dog, um, oh, gosh, I can't even tell you. I mean, it was almost like having another person in the house in a certain sense because with a seeing eye dog, I became so attached to her. She knew my moods. She just, it was like she could read my mind. I kid you not. Especially when we would go to work and I would be dealing with patients and so on. I was a social worker in a in um, long-term care setting and the dog was phenomenal. I, I just can't say enough good about her. Um, but that's enough for me. <laughs> Other people can share. Okay. Uh, thanks, Nancy. Just stay right there. Anybody else on the panel want to share a similar well, I, animal experience? Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say I've had, well, a lot of experience with this because we've had dogs and cats all the time that I've been around. I mean, even my parents and, and me. And uh, it is extremely hard put an animal down but there are some situations we had a, a basset hound that had a herniated disc and it you know you talk to vets and we took her or what we called the university of minnesota uh hospital veterinary hospital and they wanted i mean they said that they could try to repair it and that it would cost around twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars. This is back in the in the eighties or nineties, I guess, early nineties. So um, we finally just decided that. Uh, well, they they also gave her her only uh, 
20% recovery chance. And we figured that that wasn't worth it, although that's a real hard decision to make. But uh, sometimes the kind of things you have to deal with when you have pets. She was only five years old when that happened. But then you had your cat. Was that last cat lived to like 22 or... Yeah, Mitzi lived to be 22, and Harold, wow. Harold the cat lived to be 20. So we've had pretty good luck with them. <laughs> with cats, and I'm thinking, Dave or Chris, have you ever had that experience? I don't think Jeff and I have, too. Well, I do have one. Well, um, right before I moved up here, Jenny had, I had a cat named Jenny. She had a kidney failure. And she had had kidney failure for se- several years, and there it got to the point where there just wasn't anything they could do for her. And so I had to do that right before I moved up here. And then we also had a poodle that had cancer back in the, oh, I guess it was late 80s, mid to late 80s. And we had to do the same thing with him because he got to where he wasn't able to eat or keep anything down. So he was going to starve to death if we didn't. And, you know, sometimes when you, when you, when you take a pet into your home, you, whether you say it out loud or not, you make them certain promises that you will do the best you can for them. And sometimes that's just part of it. Yeah. We've, we've always done rescue animals. Just about all of our animals have been, rescue dogs or cats um and what animals do you have now tim because i always hear that the the bee i always hear the beagle when you're ever doing your show she comes into the room uh, and you can hear the the license or the chain or the bells or whatever you have on her sometimes (laughs) yeah she's yeah we have a beagle she's uh 11 years old now so and we've had her for 10 of the 11 years and then we have a, a toy poodle who weighs five pounds. <laughs> so he's, and then we have a, a cat named Cider, and she weighs, uh, I think she's about 12 or 13 pounds. I'm not sure. She got a lot bigger than we expected. <laughs> do they all get along? Do they all, do they fight with each other? Oh, the, the poodle chases the cat around, and I'm not sure why the cat doesn't ever fight back. Boy, if she wanted to, she could clobber him in a hurry, but... <laughs> she never does. But um, my and cat and dog got along beautifully. And what was interesting was, um, I really did not want Dodie laying on the bed. But she, uh, there was one bed in particular that she decided was hers. And finally, I just thought, okay, it's downstairs, it's not where we were sleeping. So I allowed her to lay on it. And I'd go in and I'd find Muffin laying right next to Dodie's tummy. And the two of them were so contented laying together. And, you know, they, they got along. They were good buds. Um, we had another cat when I first got Dodie. And what was interesting was the cat, um, I, I said to the vet that there was definitely a problem. And he said, well, what I want you to do is keep your cat in the bathroom. Thank goodness we had two bathrooms. And if there is foam up on the walls tomorrow morning when you open the door, you will know that the cat has gone mad and you'll have to put that cat down. Mm. There was. And, um, I mean, the thing was she was she was getting sick. She wasn't, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain her behavior, but it just changed after I got Dodie. And we had to put her down on Valentine's Day, but that was the only choice we had because this cat was not going to adjust to the fact that I had the seeing eye dog and I wasn't about to give up my dog. 
So, you know, no. sometimes they're painful decisions to make, but you got to do it. Yeah. I think, I we, think we have uh, Ellen and Joe. Or what, I, I think it's Ellen. I'm, I'm almost sure. So. Yep, you're right, Jeff. It's me. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, we, I've had some experiences, too. Um, we had a dog, Fancy, um, when I was little. And she she lived, I forgot how long she lived. But anyway, and she was going blind and stuff, so, you know, whatever. But after a while, I think it was just old age. And then uh, in our building where we had the last place where we lived at, uh, Michelle had, our neighbor Michelle <laughs> had a dog um, who had to be put down. He had a whole host of health issues. And then finally, after a while, um, it was just, but it's tough because they become part of your family. And so, you know, it's hard on the heart. Well, animals are like you know, are like people. I mean, you get emotionally attached to them. You you, you love it. them. You love you love them, and unfortunately, they they're not going to live as long as we are most of the time, unless unless it's like Dave's animal. He's got the I'm going to say if you have to correct me here, Dave, if I'm not mistaken. But don't you have an African gray? It's a parrot, and that parrot will probably outlive you and Chris, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that parrot will, yes. Um, and that parrot really runs oh. your house because she tells you what to do, doesn't she? Well, yeah, but we don't listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, we've been talking about pets that are in your house, but even, even like, well, when I grew up, we had horses, and we had one horse. I she was a baby when, when I was about six years old, and like she lived to be thirty-seven, and she finally, we were afraid we were going to have to put her to sleep, but she died naturally, and it was so hard to watch her get that sick and die. You get attached to them, even though they're out there and you're, you know, they don't actually live in your house. Hi, this Could you ride her? Yeah, you could ride her. My brother used to show her, and you could ride her. You could climb all over her. She didn't care if you crawled under her. Was she to, friendly? Oh, yeah. She'd come right up to you usually, and, and she he showed her in, in horse shows so often that you could just tell her almost what you wanted her to do. You could just say her name and say trot or whatever, and she would do it. She. They say that animals somehow sense that you're blind and they sense the disability and they tend to really have no problem with it. I don't, but you know, I know what this is what people have told me. I don't. I never owned animals when I was a kid. Do you, the, do you guys who own animals think that they do know that you are disabled? They do have a sense of that. Any of you guys yeah, comment on that? I do. I, I some, do. Um, some do and some just don't care. I mean, Flash may know, but he just doesn't he just doesn't um do anything different. I mean, it's up to us to not step on him. Well, I think this dog that we have that we've been taking <laughs> care of knows because she'll she'll come up to you and uh, lick your hand or put her nose on your hand or do something so you know she's there. I know okay. that my seeing eye dog knew, but also my cat knew too, because um, if I was going to sit down and she was on the sofa, she would oftentimes, like, not really meow loudly, but let me know that she was there. And when I was growing up, um, I was the only person who was blind in my family, and we had a, a large German shepherd. I didn't particularly like the dog, but that dog knew I couldn't see, I and understand. it would move for me. We do have some hands raised here. We've got um, we got Bill and we have Joe and Ellen. We have Joe, I believe. So I, I'll let you decide, Bill. Um, 
who goes uh, here. Uh, go ahead, uh, Joe. Is it Joe? Uh, yep. D- this is Joe here. I, I just want to talk about years ago. Actually, I used to live in Minnesota, and my parents and I we lived in St. Paul, Minnesota. We had a cat, and his name was Tuffy. Now, the strange thing about him, he was have a house cat in the day, an alley cat at night. As my uh, my my uncle Jim sort of uh, took care of him, and being an alley, and, and and he gave him to us. But he couldn't give up being an alley cat at night. And in the daytime, he was happy with us in the house. At night, meow, he went out outside every night, no matter what the temperature was, no matter how cold it was. And then the tragic thing went. One day, he went over by a car, so it was actually hard to lose. Tuffy, the tough cat. Well, there you go. There's your cat story, I guess. But it happens, um, you know, and that's probably the cat's true nature uh, as to what happened. Bill, what have you got to add for talk about? Go ahead, Bill. Okay, now, okay. Uh, well, we had a dog. Well, I've had four dogs since I lived here in the house. Our first dog we had was a Collie Spitz mixture. And that dog figured out that uh, the wife and I both had a vision problem. And you could drop something on the floor, and he would come and point it out to you. Or he would always make sure he notified you if someone was coming to the door, uh, all that kind of stuff. Man, he just, he just took to it naturally. And I had a dog when I was a kid on the farm that we got in the city. Uh, out of Fort Wayne, and it was a, and it got too big for the city, so the people gave it to my dad. And he said, "Well, I'll put it on the farm and just let it live his life out there and be out in the open with a big, big old collie." And that dog, I could see one of the drive tractor than that, but that dog still took to me because he knew there was something wrong. Because sometimes I have to try to find something, and he'd point stuff out. But when I'd go to a field, he would go with me to the field and stand in front of the wheels of the tractor until I said okay, and he would run back and forth through the field and then come back and bark, and it was okay for me to go. Well, one day I was mowing hay, and all of a sudden he comes streaking across the field barking like crazy, so I stopped, and he kept circling the tractor and barking at me, and so I got off, and I said, what's wrong? And he took me over and showed me about four feet from where I was was where a tile washed out with about an eight-foot hole about four feet wide in the middle of the field, and hay, you couldn't see it. it, it it's amazing what... What animals can do, because like we said, we have the African gray parrot. And I got her when she was just a baby. And she learned that evidently suspected that I couldn't see. Because when I go to take her out of the cage, first thing she does is she'll come over and she'll put her beak in my hand so that I know where she is. And then she'll walk up onto my arm so I can take her out. That's pretty cool. I did get another text message from J- from JR Hotelling said to me that Jaws has come out with an update. I don't know if that I haven't seen it, but I haven't checked my computer, but he just told me that. So for you guys who use Jaws, just check to see if there's an update for you guys. Yeah, that'll be good. And we'll get to that. Um, these animals can be tricky. I know that my ex-wife had a C&I dog and it was her first C&I dog and it stopped eating we took it to the vet and this dog went into kidney failure and after five days I had to take it because she couldn't deal with it to take it to get it to, you know, to be put down and what an impact that made I remember and she also had a dog since 
she was like two or three years old, named Trix, and she was 21, 22 when the dog passed away. And what an influence a dog can have over a family, a lifespan like that, that suddenly you get sick enough to, to pass away. I remember when I was going to college, I had a dog in the summer. I had a dog for about a year, year and a half, and it got out and um, ran across the street to chase a cat or something, squirrel, cat, whatever, and that was the end of um, the dog. And I remember crying. Here I was, 21, 22, 3 years old, crying over an animal. I've never never got that attached to a dog again. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but you can really get attached to them. You were going to say something, Jennifer? I was just going to say, sometimes you say you're not going to, or you try not to, and you do it anyway. I, that's one reason why I don't have a pet, because you get attached to them and something happens, and I can't can't stand for something to happen to them. It's like losing a family member. Yeah, but I wish I had a pet horse, but they're a lot of work too, Jennifer. you got to have a lot of property for them so they oh, can yeah. graze and, and roam and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then you got to you got to get their... Sh- Shod, you got to have shoes replaced on them and everything else, you know. So I mean, it's all it's a lot of work having a horse. Oh yeah, there is, but they have a long, pretty long life. You know, there are guide horses that that I was uh, a few years ago. One of the people who went to our American Council of the Blind meeting locally here in the Albany area, they have a, they have miniature horses and they use them as guide as guide horses. So. I think I'd take a pass on that one, Jeff. But yeah, I don't think so either. But, I you know, don't. it was a perfect good, perfectly good. But you can't, you know, train the horses like so. They have to wear diapers all the time. And and you and you have to have some property for them anyway. So, yeah. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's not just for everyone. And uh, as JR said, we can put our animals down. He's, he's sending me private text messages here. But we can't put people down. But that's a whole other belly. Oh, that we, we don't want to get into that. But yeah, it's, uh, that, it certainly that. is uh, something that, that that is being talked about these days. Thank you, Jr. for that. Uh, we, you know, one of the things with Jackie's dog, we've been struggling because where she lived, she had a fenced-in yard. Well, such as it was, but it, she could let her dog roam freely. Well, we tried that here with the electric fence, but they set the boundary so. The dog went in the neighbor's yard. Well, the neighbor wasn't too appreciative of that, so we had to figure out a way to keep that dog so that it could could go outside and whatever. And we we did that, but finally it came down to this. We found a tether-like thing. It's like called the tie-out, which gives it puts the dog on a cable. And she can run 20, 30 feet, and that seems to satisfy and fulfill the problem. I think, Doug, you might have something else to add. I don't, but once you're finished this topic, I do have something else I need to tell you. So uh, No, go, go ahead, because I'm, 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 finished. I'm, I'm finished with the topic. I just wanted to tell you, um, I just got a call from Chris Ramsey. And it looks like he's got a little infection, so he's in the hospital. And um, 
hopefully he'll be home today. Looks like they've got him under control here. But um, he's asked me to fill in for his show today. So I guess if it's okay with you, that's what we'll do. Uh, I'll promote it. As, uh, oh, no. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot ahead of him. So let's just, you know, I'm not going to give into too much detail here, but let's all just give us some prayers for Chris. He's, he's going through a lot right now. And, Doug, is that the time I can do the Live 365 testing in the middle of your show today? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would raise the listener count. <laughs> I'll wait till after. Um, I'll wait till after. We're um, during, during Rockabilly. Rockabilly, maybe, but oh. but he was he's in good spirits, and um, you know he had some other positive things to say that I won't get into because I don't want to go into his personal business. But sounds like things are are starting to look up a little bit here, and um, I'm sure he'll tell the listeners about it Monday when he when he comes on. But uh, oh, that's the main thing, and, and yeah. you're prepared to do a show, buddy. I, I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll let you do that. And we were we were basically finished with the topic anyway. So, you know, I think Gail's got a comment here in just a moment. But, you know, we were anytime we can hear positive news, especially about one of our broadcasters and what's going on, that supersedes that. So, listen oh, yeah. to he, he was in good spirits, laughing and joking with me about stuff and. Uh, so he seems he seems fine. He may be coming home today, but he didn't think he'd be home in time for a show. So he wanted to make sure it got covered. You well, know, Chris. <laughs> you know, Chris. That guy's called before on the way to the hospital yep. in the ambulance, mind you. And then I get them say it's going to storm in three or four days, and they have to cancel the show. So <laughs> what, what can I tell you? But anyway, listen to DJ Doug. You've been missing him. So at 1 o'clock today, right after Tim, DJ Doug's going to pick up the slack. And I hope it's a swing and a miss after this afternoon. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. Well, hey, before you go, Doug, make sure you play some of that good old-fashioned soul music. Oh, man, we got some in the playlist already. Get it going. Good going, Doug. All right. All right. Y'all take care. And before we switch over to the demo or whatever, Gail, do you have something? Thank you, Doug. Do you have something to say, Gail? I think she left, Bill. Oh, did she leave? Yes. Okay. Um, Are we all finished with comments? Yep. We're all finished with comments. Okay. Uh, Oh, Bill. Bill, I'll go real quick. This concerns, this is nothing to do with what we're talking about. This concerns ISB. Call me when you get time today. Okay. Okay, concerns ISB. I will give you a call. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll do that. Gail, I see, has rejoined the meeting. Or I think she has. Yeah, Gail, did you want to say something? Yeah, go ahead. I'm here, Bill. Um, I just wanted to, we had a neat, beautiful, wonderful um, poodle. Her name was Twiggy, but she had, when I was growing up, but she had a problem where she would have a lot of pain, and she would urinate, and her fur would be, oh. And there was a doctor who said, well, I can do something about that, but it would cost a lot of money. So rather than do that, they decided, we decided, all of us decided to put her down. And that was really hard because she was such a gentle dog, and I think she knew I was blind. She kind of looked out for me a little bit, and 
she was a very quiet dog. She didn't bark much, but she, she was there in her own way. Very good, Gail. Very good. A good. good... I, I sometimes have trouble getting in because I may be doing something wrong, but, well, <laughs> that's the way the butterflies. But anyway, I'll let you go at this point, but thank you so much thank for you, Gail. hearing this. Well, thank you for sharing that story. have a great story. day. And before Thanks. I switch off to the second hour, uh, Nancy, do you have anything else to say? And I hope you'll come back again. Is Nancy muted? I'm trying to find her. Here. I think I think she left. I didn't hear her leave, but she's gone. She could be. Okay. Um, we're going to have a topic here uh, in just a moment. We've got... Yeah, she is gone. I didn't hear her go, but she's gone. Um, you're listening to the Worldwide Legend. And Chris and Dave, you've got a very interesting demo. We've heard this before, haven't we? Not quite in the way that um, that you've done this before, but this is something new that you guys got based upon. You had tried one, but then I heard a podcast, and then you guys got this particular item. Yes, uh, this is the new instant pot that works with Wi-Fi so that you can use it with your iPhone and um, you're right we had purchased one of these earlier last September and and the app was not accessible at all you could set it up once you got it set it up you couldn't use it you could do everything but cook with it <laughs> so anyway we got this new one and and um we saw a couple podcasts on it, but they didn't show you how to cook with it. So, <laughs> so we got to messing around with the app and, and decided that we could make it work. And so, in fact, we're using it today. So that and cook your vegetable soup. Well, I want you guys to sit back and enjoy a demo of the Wi-Fi, not Bluetooth. Not just regular plug-in, but a Wi-Fi Instapot. And the challenges and the obstacles they overcome to make this thing work. And they're going to bring it to you live right now and even cook some things, I bet you. So here we go. So sit back and enjoy, and we'll be back afterwards. Well, hello once again, everyone. It's time now for another demo. And the demo for today is the new Wi-Fi Instant Pot. And for those of you that are familiar with the original Instant Pot would know that it was, well, the first one didn't, it just had buttons. The second one had Bluetooth on it so that you could use it with your iPhone. Now this new Instant Pot is a smart Wi-Fi Instant Pot. What 
which is really nice because you can plug it in anywhere in the house and and you can go anywhere in the house with uh, with your iPhone and you don't lose a, a connection as long as you have Wi-Fi at your house. Anyone who had the smart cooker knows, and that was the Bluetooth one, knows that it lost connection really easily. Well, Chris, would you like to give some information about the product? This is called the Instant Pot Smart Wi-Fi. It really doesn't have a model number. We purchased ours from Amazon, but it's also available at instantpot.com. We purchased ours for $149.99. The number to instantpot.com is 800-828-7280. That's 800-828-7280. And I'm sure that Kohl's and some of the stores like that would also have it. Macy's may have it because they carry some of that stuff. And so you can find it all kinds of places, I'm sure. Well, when you take this unit out of the box, uh, and it's uh, a little bit difficult to get it out of the box because <laughs> it's in two boxes. <laughs> and uh, you got to be careful because sometimes the handle that's built into the, the second box or the inner box um, has a tendency to come apart. <laughs> so You might be left standing with a handle in your hand. Uh, yeah. So that's the box, not the unit. I'm not talking about the handle that's built into the Instant Pot. This is on the box itself. Anyway, when you get it out of the box, uh, there's couple accessory pieces in there there's a is that a measuring cup is that, no, that well it's a rice a rice measuring cup and a rice paddle and a rat a steaming rack and some little uh, oven little short oven mitts that you can use to lift the pot out because it can be a little hard to get out otherwise because it can get pretty hot um let's see might have been all that yeah, was in the, there. I think the, and the, the only other thing, there's a little plastic catcher. Oh, yeah. And I'll get to that in, in a couple minutes here. So, then, of course, you have the Instant Pot itself. So, when you get that out of the box, um, you will find that the Instant Pot looks, for you folks that already own an Instant Pot, you know what it looks like, and this will look almost identical. Well, it is identical practically because it's a six quart, and the inner pots are interchangeable. Right. So it's pretty close. And I think there there may be a slight difference in the button layout, and we'll be getting to the button layout here shortly. Uh, <clears throat> it's uh, counting the handle. If it's sitting on a table with the lid on, it's about 14 inches high. I believe that's right. Yeah. And it's probably from, there's a handle on each side of the Instant Pot. One of those little short helper handle kind of things. Right. And that's about, uh, what would you say, that's about 12 inches? It's probably about 13 inches in, in diameter counting the handles. Yeah, they stick out a little ways on each side. I'd say the inner pot is round and probably about 10 inches across. 
maybe eight, maybe nine. That's the uh, pot that you that you actually that you put your in. stuff in, and it's six quart. Now I already said that the um, instant pot has a handle on each side, even with with the lid, not counting the lid or the handle that's on the lid. So if you turn this unit around, you will have. On the front of the unit, this way you can tell, because the front of the unit has your digital display and your one, two, three, four rows of uh, buttons. They're like bubble, little bubble buttons. Right. You can definitely tell what they are, that's for sure. Uh, and there is a peel-off overlay. So there's a little peel-off thing that you got to take off of that panel, like most panels now. Yeah, you want to remember to take that peel-off thing off of the panel uh, because um, we have found out when talking to a sighted person, they might not be able to uh, read the display correctly unless you peel that stuff off of there. It doesn't matter to us, but it does to somebody with sight. Aside from the fact that if you label your buttons and then that overlay thing comes off, you, you lost your labels. So you got to unpack this gizmo, and then once it's unpacked, you got to make sure that you've got all of your stuff. They put that stuff paper everywhere. So when you... Um, the first thing you got to do when you, when you take it out is you take the lid off of the uh, pot by taking hold of the handle and turning it counterclockwise uh, counter to unlock it. And then you lift the, the lid off. <clears throat> and then you will see the pot with all those things that Chris was talking about that comes with it. And also inside that pot, after you take all the uh, stuff out of it, you'll find some paper, which you got to make sure you get that out. There's a piece under the cooking pot, too. So when you're looking inside the pot, because you can lift that pot out, you know, once you lift that pot out, then you've got everything. You can set it down on the table and you can check everything out. <clears throat> when you take all your attachments and everything that came with it out of that pot, take that paper out that's in the inside the pot, take that out and throw it away because uh, you don't want that in there. And then uh, if you have the pot lifted out underneath the pot, there's cardboard and you want to take that cardboard out of there. So you want to make sure that there's no paper anywhere because, you know, that could cause you some problems that you don't want to know about, <laughs> like a fire or something like that if you got hot enough. Of course, in the box, there's also a power cord. And so you're going to need that. So... If, as I said, if you're looking at the front, you have the digital display right up towards the top of the, uh, the very top of the of the uh, panel that has your uh, rows of buttons on it, and it's it's like it's kind of in between the first row and the last row over of buttons. It's where your display is. It runs in the middle. 
Now, at the top uh, of the unit, because when you take it out of the box, the lid is already on the pot. So if you, if you put the lid back on to the pot, you'll turn it so that uh, if, you, if you're looking at the front of the pot and you want to put the lid on, <clears throat> you flip, you, you take the lid, you take a hold of the handle, and if you look, it's got um, a piece sticking out on each side for the, um, that would you line it up with the handle. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take the lid, when you go to put it back on the pot and you set it down on the pot you might have to turn it around so you're going to turn it so that the left hand side of the little ridge like that sticks out of the pot there's one of those on each side of the lid you're going to use <clears throat> line that up uh, to your handle and then once you, uh, the, so it lines up on both sides of the pot with the with the handles those ridges sticking out of the lid line them up from the uh, with the handle on each side and then turn it counterclockwise that'll let the lid drop down into place and then you turn it clockwise to lock it so that's going to take care of the front of the unit. We'll get to the button layout in a minute. And we'll get to the button layout shortly here. Now, if I have the lid on and I have it locked, and I've got the front panel facing me, if I reach my hands over the back, I'm going to put my hands up on top of the lid and come to the back of the lid and you'll see if there's a sort of a um, a pretty good sized ridge that sticks out on that lid and right if you have the lid onto the pot and you have it locked right down below the ridge on the back of the pot back of the lid down below that on the pot itself <clears throat> there's a uh, a little oh kind of looks like a clip if that's what you want to call it because in the box there is a it's a catcher it catches moisture that you have to put that on and all you do is slide that up onto uh, you take the it's a little plastic thing and you just take it and slide it up onto the back of the pot until it locks into place on the little uh, clip-like thing that's on the back of the, down below the lid, on the pot itself. On the outer pot. On the outer pot. And the only other thing on the back of the pot, if you bring your, if you're, if, if you're looking over the, from the front to back of the pot, uh, if you're looking at the front and slide your hands to the back of the pot and down and, and bring them over to the right where it starts to go around the side of the pot, you'll find the uh, where to plug in your power cord because it's indented and there's three prongs in there and that's where your power cord plugs in. This one, unlike the smart cooker, has a detachable power cord and it's a heavy one. Yeah. They that's, finally got smart. That's one of the differences between some of the uh, older instant pots. Okay. If 
you look on the top, assuming you have the lid on the Instant Pot, and you take your hands up to the handle, if you've got to turn around so that the, the panel is facing you, uh, then you then you take put your hands up on top of the handle and then bring them towards the back of the pot. One of the things you're going to find is a pressure valve. So you want to make sure if it's not if it's not on the, mounted onto the lid, it's probably going to be in the box in the bag with those other attachments we were talking about. Ours happen to be already on the lid. And all you do is you take, it, it's a round valve with a point, a pointer on it. And the pointer's kind of long. Yeah, it's a long point, pointer. And you you just, there, you take the, if it's not on, you will find a, a hole in the top of the, the uh, lid with a little nipple sticking up out of it and you slide the valve down on top of it and then turn it just <clears throat> counterclockwise no clockwise or away from you to uh, put it in the pressure position and if you pull turn it forward it's in the steam or slow cook position that's on the on the lid behind the handle on the left the hand side handle. yeah on the left if you bring your hands over from that valve, there is a little hole about the uh, as round as your little finger. And inside there, that hole, there is a little button in there that doesn't do anything until, if you're pressuring, that button will pop up to the top of that hole. So you can tell that it's up to pressure. <clears throat> By looking at that button and that'll give you an idea that it's up to pressure and of course then you can use the app to see what's going on so now we're going to do the button layout of this thing and we will start <clears throat> on the left hand side we have uh, one two three four five six buttons down then we have another row over um, that they're down towards the bottom because your display, remember, you know, we said about the display being in the middle. So in the second row, you're going to bring your hands down towards the bottom of the front panel and you'll see the first button at the top and, and there's only three buttons there. And then over on the far right is your last row and that's another row of six buttons. So there's actually a one row of six on either end and two rows of three in the middle. Well, now what I'm calling rows is uh, they go, well, yeah, okay, you're right. There Basically, is two rows of yeah. three. Columns. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to put my hand on it. I might find them. <laughs> So if I, I'm looking at the front panel and I have my hand on the top left, on the, on the left row, the very top button, and that button is soup and broth. The second row, a second button down on the first row is meat and stew. The third button down is beef and chili. The next one down on the same row is cake. That one's my favorite. 
Next one down is Slow Cook. And the last one down on that row is Saute. So now <clears throat> we'll go to the second row going from left to right. So I'm going to bring my hands over to the second row. I have to, I have to bring my hands down on the display till I get to the top button in the second row. Now the first button there on the second row is pressure level slash on and off because it's not only the pressure level but it's also your power on and off. The next button down is minus and the last one down on the second row is delay start. Okay, now we're going to move over to the third row and the top button is keep warm. The second button down is plus. It's to the right of that minus button that was on the other row. The last button down on that row, that third row, is cancel. So now we're going to go the whole way over to the right. The tall row. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go to the top button on the last row over on the right. And it's keep warm. No, it's rice. Oh, I'm sorry. It's rice. Second one down is multigrain. Third one down is porridge or oatmeal. Fourth one down on the right is steam. The fifth one down is yogurt. And the sixth one down is pressure cook. Okay, so now we're going to get to the iPhone part, and this is the exciting part, I think. We tried this last fall. It didn't work. We ended up sending it back because they told us they did not know when it would be accessible. So we sent it back, and when we found out it was, we reordered. Anyway, so we're going to do Swiss steak, and I've already got everything in there, and this is what we did the recipe for last week, so... Anyway, it's it's all in there. So I'm going to put the lid on. Now this is after you have it plugged in. Oh yeah, it's plugged in. I'm going to flip the thing, the valve to pressure. She put that lid on uh, and then turned it uh, clockwise to lock. Hear the you can hear the tones go up. That means it's locked. Now, the app, okay, let, let's say first that the Bluetooth app is actually called Smart Cooker. This Wi-Fi app is called Instant Pot. Oh, that's loud. Okay, so we're going to, and you download it from the App Store if you have an iPhone. I'm assuming, I don't know, I think they have an Android out by now, an Android app. But at any rate, we're going to do the iOS app. So we, I already downloaded it. I already set it up. It asked me to create an account. It asked me for a username. It asked me to name the cooker. It asked me to uh, put in a secret key email password and a secret key. The secret key is so that it's to help prevent somebody from hacking into your Instant Pot. 
You set it up much like you do anything else. They send you back and forth between the app and and your Wi-Fi settings. And, of course, you're going to need your Wi-Fi password. And uh, so... Anyway, once you, it'll it'll tell you when it's connected. We we named ours Thunder, so you'll see Thunder in the in the app here. Uh, let's see. So we're gonna go to seven little words. Whoops. Instant Pod. Instant Pod. That's what we want right there. Instant Pod. When you first open it, once you have everything fixed the way you want it, your app installed and all connected up. You're going to see... Red velvet cream, Berlin, Marcy, butter, star, 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 star. Right there. You're going to see a bunch of recipes. Breakfast. Butter. And then down at the bottom, you're going to see categories. Dessert. Button. Fish and seafood. Kid-friendly. Button. Meat. Button. Poultry. Button. Rice and pastas. Button. Salad. Button. Seven ingredients or less. Button. Side dishes. Button. Soups. Stews and broths. Vegan and vegetarian. Button. Instant pot today. Heading level one. New user tips. Button. Newest recipes. Heading level one. See more arrow forward. Button. Ems and cockad. Button. Meatball minestrone soup. Slow cooker. Giant chocolate chip cookie. Anyway. Wow. Giant chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) That sounds good. Anyway, you see all that stuff. So really, the first thing you have to do is go up to the menu. Or what I'm going to do is go up to the menu button because I'm not going to choose a recipe. Menu. Button. Menu. In your menu... Instant Pot White Logo, PNG, Image, List Box Recipes, Button. You can go there and see the recipes again. Flash Instant Start, Button. Flash Instant Start, we're going to come back to that in a minute. That's where I always go because I like to do my stuff manually. But, in case you don't. Heart Favorites, Button. Heart Favorites. Speedometer My Devices, Button. Speedometer My Devices, now that's where you go if you want to add a device. Basket grocery list. Button. You can make a grocery list there. Help circle help. Button. Help. Contact profile. Button. And menu. Button. That add a device is Instant pot white so logo. that you can match it up Image. Uh, the, to your iPhone. Landmark. Sorry. Yeah. So we're going to go in here and we're not going to choose a recipe. Box rest, flash instant start. We're going to go to the flash instant start button. Flash instant start. Soup slash broth. Heading level two. Now, here's where you see a bunch more recipes. You can swipe all down through there. There's tons of them. But instead, there's two tabs up here at the top. Instant start. Three of three Wi-Fi bars. Instant soup broth. Instant menu. Modes. Tab. Selected. Dishes. Right now you're on the dishes tab, which is selected. I'm going to go to the modes tab. Modes. Tab. Two of two. Selected. Modes. Tab. Two of two. This is how you set it manually. Now we're going to set pressure. But you basically set everything the same way, except for... On the slow cooker, you don't choose minutes. You only choose hours. And you have three settings on the slow cooker. You have less, normal, and more, just like you did on the Bluetooth one. And the pressure, you have high and low. Right now, we're going to use pressure. So I'm going to make an attempt to do this. Pressure cook. JPG. Image. I'm just going to swipe to the right. Pressure cook. Heading level two. 
how to button how to that 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 those how to's about all they tell you is how to use the buttons and so that's really not too helpful play cook now button play cook now rather odd wording but play cook now delay start not okay adjust shows pop-up normal adjust device shows adjust normal adjust shows pop-up dishes tap one of device shows pop-up pressure cook jpg adjust shows pop-up gonna tap on adjust adjust dishes tap adjust and about every time you tap on something it's gonna say dishes it's just something to do with how voiceover reads the screen normal adjust pressure high i want high so i'm gonna tap high high how to then i'm gonna go adjust. up here show device adjust normal adjust pressure high pressure shows pop-up duration zero 35 zero is the hour 35 is the minute that's not what we're going to use but that's what that means duration shows pop-up going to go to duration shows pop-up duration dishes tab one two this is where it gets kind of tricky your hours are on the left, which you generally don't use for pressure cooking anyway, but for the purposes of slow cooking, your your hours are on the left at the bottom of the screen. Web dialog. Cancel. Button. You want to be down below where it says web dialog. Your minutes are going to be over on the right, and there's only six minutes that show up at a time. Cancel. Cancel. 30, 33. 32. Button. Cancel, but 32. My minutes are showing from 32 to 37 or 8. I don't know exactly which. Anyway, I want to, for for purposes of what I'm going to do right this second, I want to drop the minutes down. You cannot swipe. If you swipe, you will get to other numbers. You will get down to, say, 10 minutes or whatever. But when you double tap, nothing will happen because it's actually not showing on the screen. This is a part they need to fix. It works. But it works, but they do need to fix this part, and they are going to get a phone call about that. This, this is one of those things that we had to figure out how to do it because nobody seemed to know. <laughs> yeah, nobody seemed to know how to tell us until our grandson was here, <laughs> and he saw the little arrow. So anyway. Cancel. Done. Cancel. Button. I'm going to get back over here button. to 33. I'm going to double tap on 33, and it's going to go down. 33. Cancel. Button. 29. Okay, button. see, it went down. 30. I'm going to go to 30. 30. Cancel. Button. 27. Button. 27. Cancel. I'm just going to keep button. going down until I get to button. 20. 24. 21. Button. Cancel. Button. 21. 21. Cancel. Button. 21. 22. Tiny little place. 22. 18. Button. 19. 19. Oops. 20. Button. 20. And then she just double tapped. Double tapped on 20. And I'm going to go over here on the very right, and it's a pretty good size area, so you got a good shot at hitting it. I'm going to tap done. Done. Button. Done. Delay start. Shows We're not going to delay start. Device. Adjust. Normal. Adjust. Pressure. High. 
high. Pressure. Duration. Zero. Twenty. See? That's how that works. It's cumbersome, but it does work. And now you're going to go up here, no, down here, rather, to where it's instead of play cook now. Start play button. You tap on start play and you will hear the pressure cooker beep. Start play. This is the setting you're likely to use the most. The temperature, pressure levels, and cooking times can be controlled through the operation keys on the control panel. No, I didn't touch anything. I just read that. <laughs> yeah. So now it's going to go up to pressure, and that's... We'll just have to wait at this point for it to go up to pressure, so I guess we'll be back in a little bit. Okay, one thing you'll notice, when I was tapping on those buttons to get the time to go down, I did not choose the lowest one. I chose the next to the lowest one. I don't know why the lowest one doesn't always work, but it doesn't. But the next to the lowest one always does work. So I was going for a sure thing. In other words, you have to you have to tap. If the lowest number you see is 21, you have to tap on 22. It's it like I said, the app is kind of flaky on that part but it's so much better than it was last fall i i commend them for working on it they need to do a little more but i commend them for all the work they have done because it was totally unusable last fall it was the actual only problem with this was the uh was the minutes everything else seemed to be just fine and and this works and it works fine it just a little bit uh, tedious. Tedious to do it. <laughs> now, the hours on the crock pot, the slow cook part, you can swipe to them. But anytime you need minutes, you have to do it that way for right now. So we'll, we're just waiting now on the pressure to build, and we won't bore you while that happens because that could take 15 minutes or so. It's not quite up to pressure yet. We're just waiting for it to you heat up. You can probably hear a little hissing. The recorder will pick that up. Sure. If she doesn't The bird is acting up, making noise. So we have to bribe her with food. There's no way to tell, like, when you're using Messages. it. There's no way to tell what you, what how much time is left. Once you start it, you're going to see the time you set it for, not how much time is left. There may be a way. I haven't found it yet. Hear the beep? That means it's up to pressure. Um, we haven't had this very long. We've only had it about a week, and we've only used it once, so... There could be a way. I just haven't found it. If we do, we'll update you on it. Yeah. Okay, we have the... uh, It went up to pressure, and it's done. And so we're going to release the pressure. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take... Have the unit turned with the panel facing me. And I'm going to take my hand... Um, what I'm going to do is 
I guess probably the easiest way to explain how to do this, find the handle on the top of the pot. Now let's keep the display facing us. So you would be looking right at the display. Take your hands up to the top of the pot. One notification, cabin changer. And uh, we have notifications on our phone. And we're gonna take the, uh, we'll find the handle, bring our, hands down along to the left and down along the uh, to where the handle comes down where it would connect to the uh, to the lid and then bring your hands towards the back keep your hands on the side just keep them like on the side not above the lid you, you want to stay below the there's there's a rim that goes around the lid and keep your hands like where that rim is and slide them towards the back and if you keep them on the side you'll feel just a little wee bit you'll find the pointer on this valve the pressure valve now you don't want to grab a hold of the uh, valve which uh, Chris and I heard this demonstration where the lady grabbed a hold of the valve and then complained because it was hot well you're not supposed to do that that's why they put the pointer on there so you take your hand and very slowly take it over find the pointer <clears throat> take the just the end of your finger and just push the pointer so that the valve turns towards you so just bring so the pointer pull on it just a little bit with your fingertip and that releases i never got any heat on my hands whatsoever because I, all I touched was the pointer. It's not scary if you don't get your hand above the pressure valve. That's just like with anything that's steaming, you're going to get your hand steamed if you do. If you just stay at the pointer, it's fine. I've never, I've never been burned by it. <laughs> and and I, I, I do this all the time. Chris does it all the time. And as long as you just touch the end of the pointer with your finger and just sort of flick it either to close it or open it so open it opens it uh comes forward towards the handle and closing it for pressure is away from the handle the noise is scarier than yeah. <laughs> if you're not used to it but i never felt any heat on my hand because i did it that way and it definitely works and you, you, you won't get burned or anything like that. It works well. So we're just waiting for the pressure to release, and then I'll take the lid off, and we'll be done. And then we'll go back over the information one more time. And, and then we'll finish the demo mm -hmm. and eat. Yeah. Because it smells really good. Okay, so we have the lid off. And one of the things we forgot to tell you, in the handles on the pot itself, there's a slot. It's like a hole. It's a long, not real long, but a couple inches long. It's on both handles. It's on each handle, so you can do this if you're right-handed or left-handed. If you don't have a place to set the lid or you don't want to set the lid down, you can raise the lid up and stick one of those tabs that's on the right or the left side of the lid into the hole that's on the right or left side of the handle on the outer pot and it will just hold your lid up in the air it'll just hold it straight up 
<coughs> so that's a good place to rest your lid if if you just need to stir or something like that. Keeps the lid out of the way, but it's still on the machine, but it's just stuck down into the hole. Weather bulletins going off yeah. and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I liked it when they had the iPhone so you could turn all the notifications on or off with one tap, but they don't do that anymore, so it makes it really hard. Anyway, enough of that. Um, so that's how the unit works. And I guess we'll wrap it up and eat. Okay, Chris, if you want to talk about the product, uh, information about the product one more time. This is the Instant Pot Wi-Fi. It, is, it does not have a model number. It's just called, I'll get to the exact name of it here. Well, it probably does on the bottom of it. Well, it may on the bottom of it, but you can't, you don't need, you don't need that to buy it. It is called... It's just called Instant Pot Wi-Fi by Instant Pot. And we bought ours for $149.99. And I believe that's probably the same price. We bought ours from Amazon. Just be sure you get the one that says Wi-Fi because there's a lot of different Instant Pots out there. The number to Instant Pot is 800 828 7280 that's 800-828-7280 or you can go to com. they also have it and that's really all you need to know about buying it probably Kohl's or Macy's or oh, I don't know maybe Penny's I don't know who all has it but I'm sure a lot of places have it now, you can use any one of those presets, you know, like your soup and broth and stuff like that. Um, and you can use those to do cooking if you, you know, uh, or you can use the recipes in there. And they're designed so that if you use the recipe and you tap on it and it'll start and it'll cook. The problem is uh, everybody likes things a little bit different, so... That's why we like to use the mode setting on the uh, the manual setting on the uh, on the instant pot. I like to pick out my own times, and sometimes I'm wrong, but I still like to do it anyway. And once you do it a few times, you know, it, you just automatically know. You can go into manual and, and punch up the time, and you know it's going to come out the same every time. We should also tell you that once it's done, it it automatically goes to keep warm. So if you don't want that, you just have to remember to go in and cancel it. So you can do that by either, you can cancel it either on the Instant Pot or you can do it in the app. And if you want to make sure that the unit is off, just it's, it's always a good idea to unplug it when you're done anyway. So you can pull the disconnect the power cord from the instant pot. That way you can be sure that it's off. And the cancel button, there's a couple different cancel buttons. If you go into the play cook now, there's a cancel button. But the cancel button you want is actually from the main mode screen it's on the left it's on the top left that's the cancel button you want to cancel cooking and if you're near the instant pot and you just don't want to 
you don't want to do that, you can use the cancel button. Uh, that's the second row over from the right bottom button. Yeah, and uh, I, I sometimes I don't have my phone with me. In fact, lots of times I don't have my phone when I go in the kitchen, and I'll just press that button. Well, that's how the unit works. We're we're happy with it. Uh, it as as Chris said, they could do a little bit of work on the minutes settings. Other than that. Um, I'm sure eventually we'll come up with a suggestion one way or another for something or another. But for the, for the time being, it works well. So <clears throat> that's all the time we have for this demo. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have an answer, he will get a hold of us and... And he may know the answers. So if not, he'll get a hold of us and we'll do our best to answer your questions. Or if you have any questions or comments during this live broadcast, you might ask the bird because she's having a fit over here. But we're about done and she's had so many cookies, she's going to fall off her perch. Anyway, the number to reach us during this broadcast is 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. When you're asked for the meeting ID, you will enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound. When you're asked for the user ID, press pound again, and you'll be in the room where you can ask your question or make your comment about this product well that's all the time we have for this demo stay tuned next week for another Another exciting exciting demo demo. I kind of thought the bird would talk to us you what? I was was hoping the bird would talk to us My she knows when he's recording. She won't talk if she sees the recorder. I know. She's strange. She's- We've tried and tried. She yaps all the time if you're not recording. <laughs> so I, I, what, one of the things I was asking about that Instapot, have you had to replace the rubber seal on the, uh, on the lid? There's, there's, there's a gasket that you have to occasionally replace. Have you ever had to do that yet since you own, since you own any of them? Um... Very seldom. We as long as you, because you can take the seals out and clean them, and that's you know it just pulls out, and uh, it, it's on the inside of the lid, and you can't miss it because it it's a rubber thing. It's big. It's pretty good size, and you can just pull it out, and then you can uh, you can wipe it off and and wipe off the slot where the where the seal was, and then put the seal back in and. Now, we have had to replace one on the smart cooker. We did replace one on that. That's all. But that was after, what, about a year? Yeah. So after using both of them, which would you rather have, the smart cooker or the Wi-Fi one? I like the way the smart cooker app works better, but I think they'll get there with this one. I like this one because I don't have to worry about walking in another room and losing connection. So... I like them both, but right now the Smart Cooker is a little more straightforward. That app is. Is the Smart Cooker the, there was one that you reviewed a few like last year? It was called the Cuckoo. Is that the one you're talking about? Is no, that no, that's not an Instant Pot. 
Okay. That's a that's a different brand of a pressure cooker. Okay. And the other thing about the uh, smart. The Bluetooth one is that they don't make it anymore. So yeah, you don't so have a lot of choice. To, yeah, you don't really have a choice. Did problems with those cords on the original Instapot, didn't they? There was some problems on those. Yeah. Well, yeah. they just they didn't use a heavy enough cord. The cord now is heavy. That's when we did the demo a demo here a couple months ago about how to change that cord with a heavier okay. cord. That's how poor Bill got zapped on that cord. Actually, that was that was Bill's. That was the cord on that instant pot that we were changing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's going to come in handy this weekend. I, I, I gather, Chris, when you have all the people at your house, the guests coming over to your house. Yeah, we, we're making soup in it today. I don't know if we'll use it anymore this weekend or not. Our plans are. Well, yeah, you will for. Um, the well, the barbecue chicken. chicken on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. But our plans are to grill one day. So we won't, of course, use it for that, probably. But I don't know. You know, we, we're going to make the barbecue chicken in it, and the soup is being made in it right now. In fact, I just went upstairs and stirred it. Eat what kind of soup? Maybe that's not the recipe for today? Um, No, actually, I picked out a more summery recipe for today, but I might do that recipe at some point. It's homemade vegetable beef. And how were you able to stir it? Without stopping the, the... Well, it's it's on slow cook. I've already used the pressure. Oh, okay. I pressured the meat this morning early. So I just I just opened it and started. It's vegetable, beef, and barley. Oh. Can I come? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. Yeah, the whole house smells like vegetable beef soup right now. Yum. I that's something I can keep hot or warm up for them, and they can eat whenever they want, and we can eat whenever we want. And so that works. So how many people do you have coming in tonight? Just two. And they'll be in tonight? They'll be in probably about 6 o'clock, I would imagine. How will you get them to your house? They have somebody picking them up. Well, at least you got Flash back to order, so Yeah, that's right. Yeah, poor Flash. He had a he had he a bad week. Ill, yes. So What the, did he get into? Or does it just it just happened? We we don't really know. Something disagreed with him or whatever. Or it just he, happened, we don't know. We we thought we were gonna lose him because he, he wasn't even responsive or anything. He was just laying there and he was just, I don't know, he just, it was like he just was not alert. But whatever it was, it, it passed. Was good now. Within about 24 hours, it passed. Well, like we have virus, viral infections and things like that, the animals do as well, so. Yeah, that's right. So you might as well give you a recipe because it's about. Uh, we got about seven or eight minutes, so if you want to give your recipe, Chris. Okay, this is a summer-type recipe. I thought with Memorial Weekend coming up, somebody might want to make it. It's called Orange Sherbet Salad. And it's got two three-ounce packages of orange-flavored gelatin, such as Jell-O is the brand I always use, two cups of boiling water, one pint of orange sherbet, 
one 10 ounce can of mandarin oranges drain now i use two cans and save your juice you might want it you can either uh, okay whisk the gelatin into the boiling water until it's dissolved and you allow that to cool for 10 minutes then you stir in your orange sherbet until it's completely melted once the gelatin begins to thicken which that cold sherbet will do Stir in your drained oranges and pour into a gelatin mold and refrigerate until set or about six hours. Now, there's a note that says that you can also reserve your juice and use part of the juice instead of part of the water. But that that gets a little tricky because it calls for boiling water. But you could put the juice in with whatever water it takes to make it up to two cups and and boil that in the microwave without too much problem. But that's that's really pretty good. It's nice and light. Yeah, it would be thirst quenching. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, I, I want the hot dogs and the hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I think we're having ribs Memorial Day. Oh, okay. Can, can I make a comment or ask Chris a question? Well, can I just let Nancy come in first because she had her hand up? Sure. Nancy, go ahead. I don't think Dick. Uh, this it's is Dick. Nancy. No, oh, I'm sorry, Dick. Dick. <laughs> well, you don't, don't look don't like Nancy. I'm, again. <laughs> I'm, I, pro- I like promise. I'm sorry. I promise. Go ahead, Dick. And, and, and well, you should be, sir. Um, hey, listen, I wanted to call and uh, wish everybody a happy Memorial Day. And also, I want to chime in on uh, your earlier topic about kitties. Uh, I tell you, the toughest one Oops. for us. The toughest one for us was our second cat who had feline leukemia. We only had her eight months. And we had to put her to sleep. And that was very difficult. Well, we understand that it would be, yeah. Yeah, we've had like, oh, and uh, you're talking about cats. Some cats, uh, well, most, we only had one cat that didn't read the manual about my feet not seeing her. And now uh, she got stepped on a few times in this lady, the um, current one. I think now she's figured it out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, birds. Okay, well, guys, have we have a good holiday. Thanks. And oh, um, Chris and uh, Chris, what uh, what you, you guys use charcoal or gas? Yeah. Okay, you guys, there is Chris there. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, uh, Chris, have you ever heard? Uh, a friend of mine was telling me about a thing yesterday. Do you ever heard a thing called a logic cooker or cooker logic? I've heard of it. I don't. No, yeah, well, he he used it. He said it's terrific for like frozen meals and stuff like that. He said you just put it in there thing and zip it up and plug it in, and all it goes to never goes above 169 degrees. And food, you don't have to unseal the food or nothing; it comes out perfect. Can't beat that, right? You just just plug it in and it just cooks it. You know, I've heard about those. I don't know. Yeah, I heard, I heard about it yesterday. I was talking to well, Jim. Yeah. in Annapolis, and he's got one. And he was telling me about it. All you do is just put the frozen TV dinner or frozen meal or meat pie or even um, frozen chicken, any of that kind of stuff. Just, you just stick it in the thing, zip it shut, plug it in, and you can let it sit there as much as four or five hours, and it won't overcook, and it'll be ready for you when you're ready to eat it. Yeah, I think that's a slow cooker. You know, they call it a cooking lodge. It, it, it zips in some kind of package. It, it's like a... I've heard of zip it. Shut, yeah. right? He got it from HSN. It's called Cooking Logic or Logic Cooking. I forgot what it was, but... Hey, if I it never worked heard of it. For, uh, yeah, if it worked for him and he enjoys it, go for it. Well, yeah, I just wondered if Chris and him ever heard of it. Because, you know, 
Do all these damn balls know if they ever heard of one of those or not? She has. I haven't. Okay. I've heard of it. But um, we try to avoid the TV dinners as much as possible. But Oh, yeah, right. I do, too. But, I mean, but just... some people really do well with them. But I think they put so much stuff. It's kind of like that stuff we used to get from Nutrisystem. They Anything in a box that's been sitting around for a year for you to eat a dinner, I don't know. Uh, don't tell me about Nutrisystem. <laughs> Boy, the lemon cookies taste good. What, Nutrisystem? Yeah, when my, oh no, my, when, when, uh, so when I knew it was on it, uh, they she, they had these lemon cookies you could eat. They were good, but I, I didn't like anything else. I would never touch any no, of that I stuff. Found, it's horrible. I found, no, I found oh, nothing. Oh, their desserts were pretty good. And their shakes are good. But the other stuff was isn't so, and I always worry about how much garbage is in that stuff. I just don't <laughs> trust it. So, yeah, I did Nutrisystem for about eight months because they were redoing our kitchen, and it was easy just to zap the stuff in the microwave or that kind of stuff, you know. And I had a freezer downstairs, put the frozen food in, so you could just zap it. But no, it wasn't for me. After eight months, I said, "Forget it." <laughs> It well, you, lost, you lost weight. Uh, I really didn't. I stayed the same. I didn't lose any weight. Oh. Hmm. Of, course, of course, my trouble is I had the meals here, but then I had free food where I worked. Oh, so he was supplementing. So my meals didn't cost me to work, so I could eat all I wanted to work. So. He was supplementing. <laughs> hey, I guess it's almost time to wrap it up. I want everybody to have a great Memorial Day. We have the 500-mile race here this weekend. A lot of stuff going on, but... Uh, Are you going, Bill? No, never will. Oh. I, well, I don't say I never will. I've been there many, but I have no desire to go. I can hey, watch I, I, was right a good, I was a good friend with Sid Collins when he was out there. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a, a great track, a lot of memories, a lot of good things, but I enjoy it right here watching it, though I don't think the radio coverage is quite as good as it used to be. But, no, I don't look, I don't think it is either. And you know, you know that that uh, speedway, you can put practically every major coliseum in the world inside that and not fill it. And if you took the seats and stretched them, if you stretched the seats around the grandstand and that, if you stretch them out in a row, they cover 99 miles. Whoa, a lot of stuff. Hey guys, everybody, thank you so much for participating. Thank you for everything. And we'll talk to you a little later. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Talk to you all later. Tim is coming up. Bye.